scrolling through your messages. Oh. Carmen was hot. Carmen was very Carmen hot. Carmen was hot. Carmen it, was hot. Although, looking back, like, you can't watch it and be like, she's still hot because she's yes. a child. And now you're no longer a child like you were back. Yes. Back, but back in the day. But back in the That's a great way to start off. Yeah. Video. Maybe we should not start it off this way. Maybe we should not start it off this way. We'll see. We'll see. Apparently, uh, it was released for that the, uh, the kids on Ned's Declassified. Yes. Was all fucking. Oh. Yeah. Really? And by that, I mean Ned and the girl. You know, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome. To the Sinning Scoots Podcast. Holiday special episode. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. It, it's a rare. Something new. Holiday special, but also part of our normal. Yeah. Like, you know, new releases. Do, 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 does this song, does this podcast get the, uh, get the Christmas theme intro? I think it should. Okay. All right. Fair. Yeah. Um, so we're here to talk about Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. A, a movie 16 years in the making. And based on an underrated holiday. Based on an underrated holiday. Sure. Yeah. The meaning behind it, less so than the actual Give festivity. Give a fuck about the meaning behind right? it. So, yeah. Just yeah. say thank you and eat your turkey. Yeah. Have you ever actually had to sit through, like... What are you I, thankful for? Or go around the table and say what you're thankful fuck for. Fuck no. <laughs> we used to have to do that back when I was younger. Oh, no. It, it was painful. Oh, no. It was atrocious, dude. I'm sorry, my friend. Yeah, I am sorry, too. We just talked like a normal family. <laughs> You know, I will say this. This was not because of my immediate family. Yeah. It was like when we would go to like friends, like family friends' houses. Yeah. And it was always there. Yeah. And it was awful. It sucked. Anyway, um, you know what doesn't suck though? This movie. This movie is actually pretty solid. This movie was a good time. Um, so I believe you were not familiar with where this came from, right? Correct. So you know more or less the story behind it, I think? Yeah. Um, so this was part originally of the um, Grindhouse double feature. I've never seen Grindhouse. It's it's a good time. I used to love Machete. And I probably still love Machete. Machete just... don't text. <laughs> machete, machete learns. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so plan- so Grindhouse came out and there was a double feature with Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror. Hmm. Then there was an intermission with some trailers thrown in there. And then it was uh, Death Proof by Quentin Tarantino. How many trailers were there for Thanksgiving? Like, like was that clip that we saw of the Thanksgiving trailer? Yes. Was that all unedited? Like, was it just, like, all those trailers put together? Or did they appear, like... You know what I'm saying? So it was that whole trailer. Yeah. And then followed by another whole trailer. Gotcha. Followed by another whole trailer. Gotcha. Um, I remember... I don't, I don't think Hobo with a Shotgun was one of them. I... I remember hearing it was, but I remember. I know Werewolf Women of the SS was a trailer directed by Rob Zombie. Yeah. Uh, Machete was on there. Um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And maybe Hobo with a shot with a shotgun. Honestly, I cannot remember. Yeah. Um, but like we've gotten two out of those movies already. Machete. Machete. Um. And then this one. Well, Machete got a sequel. Yeah. So, like, that already is kind of what I, I do want to talk about a little bit later about these movies. But I, I do find it kind of fascinating that this movie's been in development for such a long time. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not until like post pandemic. Yes. That we finally got an answer. So I don't remember if I knew it was a groundhouse. It was a groundhouse. It was a groundhouse <laughs> thing until either after we saw it in the theater or when you sent me the trailer. But when I was watching the opening scene, which we'll get to, you know, momentarily, uh, no spoilers yet, but like, mm-hmm. I was like, this movie would have been perfect like seven years ago. Yeah. In terms of how it handles the day after Thanksgiving. And yeah, and, but you know, I, I will say, I think even maybe, maybe a little bit less so post pandemic where people have kind of toned that shit down a bit. Yeah. But it, was kind of like that for a long time. It like was. How many times would you hear or read like news reports the day after? People getting trampled. People got trampled. People got like hella hurt. Yeah. Um. So like, I I still think it's it's applicable to today's culture. The um, where would your family have Thanksgiving? By the way, let me ask this question. Oh, uh, um, you know, I would say we never really hosted it at our parents' house. Yeah. It was always either at my mom's friend's Wanda's house, and then she moved to Puerto Rico, and then we started going to my uncle's house. Yeah. Yeah. That was about it. And then we would go to, like, Katie's brother's house. So we would often host in this this very basement, our, our wonderful studio. Um, <laughs> but, like, every year for, like, years, mm-hmm. like, the basic topics of conversation were, you know, world events. Okay. Uh, the continuing encroachment of Thanksgiving and like, or not the the continuing encroachment of like Christmas and Black Friday on uh-huh. Thanksgiving, and every year they will talk about how like shit got earlier and earlier. And yeah, I remember the first year where they started like opening the stores on Thanksgiving night, and we all thought that was a travesty, which yeah. it is. Yeah, but, but it was it was it was interesting because like, you know, this was very much a phenomenon of like 2013 at the latest. Yeah, we'll see now. I do remember, like, this was, like, when we were in college going to Katie's brother's house. Yeah. And sitting there going, hey, you can buy all these deals without having to go to the store. <laughs> because store opens at 6 p.m., and so the deals have to be online, too. Yeah. It was it was a crazy time. Crazy time. Um, but, speaking about this movie. Mm-hmm. So, it's actually a pretty straightforward movie. Uh, so, there's a... Uh, the inciting incident is this like big riot at Black Friday. Yeah. Um, then beautiful scene. We have it's a it's a pretty solid scene. Yeah. Um, then we shoot forward a year. Yeah. And then people be getting killed, homie. People be getting killed. And so in right. response. In response. If so the what Osama are your Bin Laden letter? <laughs> <laughs> what are your initial thoughts on this movie? Like you went in, you showed up. What? What were your thoughts? I was expecting the slasher flick. I was expecting primarily to like lol. I mean, I didn't expect it to be straight up comedy, but like when it's titled Thanksgiving, you're like, okay, like this is like <laughs> this isn't going to be taking itself near a hundred percent seriously. Yeah, right. Um, so you know, I expected something gruesome. I expected something funny. Um, I like. I was. Uh, I was surprised as to, like, how... I don't know if experimental is even the right word, but, like, from that beginning, you get, like, Dawn of the Dead vibes, right? Yeah. Uh, the zombie crowd. You even got, like, a little bit of, like, Halloween vibes from, like, the the first person... Like, the opening shot is a first person, like, point of view of someone, like, coming to a house to, like, 
you know, to open the door. Mm-hmm. And you know it's a slasher movie, so it's like, oh, like, haha, it's playing on Halloween. Oh, and then you realize, oh, Halloween's called Halloween. This movie's called Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right? And then, of course, it goes slasher as well. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised with how, like, versatile this movie tried to play it. So overall, like... Solid time. Yeah, I, I think it's you know I, I'm I'm hopeful that this kind of is able to branch out in the same way that like a scream in the Halloween did because I I do like the design of like the villain. It's very simple, very simple and effective, but it's yeah. very effective. Like just that creepy ass mask, yeah, the silly pilgrim hat and the max, yeah, and. I don't think we have a killer who's primarily X. Like when you think of when you think of killers, right? Yeah. Michael Myers, you have your butcher's knife. Yes. Uh, when you have Scream, you have the flaying knife, right? Leatherface got the chainsaw. Yeah. Like no one really uses. Jason's got a machete, right? Machete for Jason. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I I like the axe. Yeah. The axe is cool. It looks scary. It looks appropriate um, to the time, right? To the time, yeah. absolutely. And I also think that this movie works because, like, it takes itself seriously as much as it needs to. Yes. Like, it knows it's silly. Yeah. But it doesn't It doesn't play into the joke, like, let's be super silly. It's like, this can still be yeah. goofy while still being serious within the world of it. In silliness, I feel like it's just, like, maybe a degree below Scream. I don't know. I don't know where we put the two in comparison. It to it other. never gets as meta as Scream. Never as meta for sure. But like, there's these like high school characters that we like kind of follow. <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of suck. They all kind of suck. <laughs> like they're all in a car on the way to Black Friday, and like the rival school is called Hanover, and they're like, "Fuck Hanover, yeah. fuck Hanover," and it feels like that chant just goes on for like two minutes. Yeah, it's probably lower, lower. It feels um, a little evil dice tonight. Feels a little Evil Dies Tonight, right? But, like, you know, the difference between Evil Dies Tonight and this movie is, like, Evil Dies Tonight took itself a thousand percent too seriously. Too seriously. Like, that movie thought it had something to say. This movie knows it has nothing to say. Oh, for sure. Yeah, which is great. Which, which is fine. Kind of what Thanksgiving is. Like, yeah. I'm thankful for this food. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing maybe, to say. Maybe yeah. back in the 90s, people were trying to be like, there's a message here. Nope, there doesn't but need to be. not anymore. There doesn't need to be. Yeah. Thanksgiving is simple. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think this movie fit that fit that bill. I I liked it. Uh before we get into like the beats of the movie, yeah. are there any negatives that you have on it? I like the kills. I think the production value of the kills could have been just like a bit more crisp. Um, okay. I like our main character. I don't love our main character. Yeah, that's if I have a negative, you know, I'm not sure about the production value portion of it because, like, there's something about the practicality of the movie. Yeah, like all the kills, from what I could tell, look practical. They're gross, and they're gross, and that and that's fun. Um, but man, like, there's no one here except for I think Patrick Dempsey, which is ironic. Which is ironic. Yeah, who I feel like. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for them. Yeah, because like I'm just watching these people, and I'm like, man. But I'm not just kind of sucks. But I'm not even rooting for the pilgrim to kill everybody. It's it not kind of was. It kind of was. It's, it's one of those movies. Like you know, a lot of the times you watch like a Halloween, and you and you want you know Michael Myers, Myers to just kill everybody. Yeah, I feel like that was how it felt during Halloween Kills. 
Yeah. I was like, I just I just want him to just kill everybody. To maybe yeah. maybe leave uh Andy what's the name? Andy Bachikas or whatever yeah, her name is. And leave Lori alone, but everybody else can go. Yeah. But in this movie, there's no one that I felt did not have it coming a hundred percent. Yeah. Um the friends, like Kind of the to a certain like, extent. They suck, but they don't suck that much. I no. don't think the main character sucks. I no, just she's much. just kind of blah. And like not very she doesn't show off like ingenuity until like maybe the end in a couple scenes. Yeah. I mean yeah. when she when she figures out like the who done it right. portion of it. Like that's I feel like kind of smart. Which I will say, I didn't take this as a knock against the movie, but like you can pretty much narrow it down to who the killer is between two people very early on. Yeah. And then I figured out who the killer was early-ish. Uh, I want to say I've, I had it kind of pegged from yeah. the intro. And, like, you know, I'm not usually good at those things, so if I can figure it out, then, like... <laughs> the salutes can figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just, I found it interesting that this movie leaned into, like... How do I say this? So, like... It it leans into like the tropes of all the slasher movies mm. and all the whodunits, but it still doesn't do it in a way that you feel bored. No, which can also be a problem. Like when you have when you have a formula, right? Which is, I mean, this is what this is, right? It's a formulaic mm-hmm. slasher movie. You have your inciting incident at the beginning that then sets your killer on to like hunt these people down. Yep. But like the whole time, I felt. Like everything was making sense and it felt fun. Yeah. And that's one thing that I will say. Like Eli Roth, say what you will about him as a director. When he's having fun, he's having fun. Like he's having fun. I'm not really familiar with a lot of his work. You would not like him. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Um I think it moves fast enough. It, it's an hour and like forty minutes, yeah. and it does not feel an hour forty yeah. minutes. It it honestly feels like a tight ninety minute movie, but that's all it needs. I do yeah. think the third act goes on a little long. I agree. Um, there's it, it loses some of the momentum, but not enough for me to. I, I think it nails the ending enough that I'm okay with that You're little okay bit of little meandering towards like the beginning of Act Three. I agree. Um, let's get into some of the some of the deets. Woot. Um, so our intro scene is like. Your stereotypical Black Friday Fox News segment yeah. of shit. They broke the doors and they trampled people. <laughs> and yeah, that is what happens. And they're like, and they're really playing it up. Yeah. Like there was a point where they were like 10 minutes to open and they say it at least like three times. <laughs> and you caught it after the second. I'm like, yeah, that's true. And you know one thing that I found was funny? Nobody in the in the movie itself points out. Hey, man, you said 10 minutes ago, 5 minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. In a way, I'm kind of glad I didn't. I am too. But, I I don't know. I think it does a, a pretty solid job at like building that tension in yeah. that scene. Because you know... It looks like a throng of people. It's a lot of people. Yeah. And you know, like some people like who may have never gone Black Friday shopping will watch that and go, that doesn't seem right. That seems fake. Yeah. But, I been to some Black Friday shoppings and not 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 unruly, 
But it's big crowds. Yeah. And then you watch videos of like big cities. Right. And it does get that bad. Yeah. And that that's where you have problems. Yeah. Um but I, I do like the way that that scene kind of plays, like you said, almost like a zombie movie. Yes. Of these people just like running over each other to get to the piece of meat. But yeah. in this case, it's a toaster. <laughs> it reminds me. I think it was a fucking waffle iron. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of The Mist for some reason. There was like a shot that just reminded me of The Mist. There's a, yeah, I, I don't know if it's like the shot of just like looking out from the inside of the store. That gave me that vibe, yeah. or if it's a shot that's from the outside looking in. But it, I mean, yeah, when you set it into a big, yeah, you know, store, yeah, it'll give you those vibes. So it's kind of cool that we have those like two, because that scene is like it's not short. It's no, like, it goes on for a while. It takes on some time, so that's kind of cool that we have two different subgenres of horror that are like mm-hmm. spliced together. One thing I want to mention before yeah. I forget is the awful. Super hammy, Boston accent. <laughs> oh, dude, holy shit! And it's just the townies that have it. I think the um, I think one thing about this movie that is effective in terms of making you like be okay with the town suffering violence is the fact that it takes place in Boston. Mm-hmm. And I say this as someone who actually quite enjoys that city, but like, its people are just unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> As are their accents, so like it's so jarring. Yeah. Uh, well, what does she say? Like, I like at the start, you have to wave your tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> off-putting. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, this isn't right, Mark. You gotta wait your turn. I yeah. Didn't I didn't bother doing the accent there. No, it, it yeah. it's a tough accent to like put into like words. Yeah. Like a southern accent, you can kind of bullshit. Yeah, I do the play. There are yeah. many ways to do it. But a Southern Boston accent. accent. Yeah. It's it's so odd to I'm me. from Worcester. I'm from Worcester. Um but yeah, so this is where we get kind of like our 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 reason for this. And this is where you just kind of start to figure out like, okay, who has reason to be the killer. To be the killer. Yeah. Um what I don't think the movie does great is Giving you a lot of red hair. So I, I, one of the questions that I put on the thing to kind of like help us was, is the is are the red herrings good? And I would say no. No. There's really no. Yeah. You never really feel like there's someone who might be it, but isn't it? Right. Like the closer you get is maybe like the ex boyfriend and the boyfriend. Yeah. And that's about it. But then they're gone for half the movie. They are, and in the ex-boyfriend, I like you. Just always see him being like weird, and but nice, like you know what I mean. Yeah, because like he kind of like sneaks into town, and yeah. like, he's like he's around. Whereas the current boyfriend is kind of an asshole, so you're like, okay, yeah. he's he's a oh, better. and also the the you know ex-boyfriend is so fucking short. Yeah, and then the killer is tallish. You're like, there's no fucking way. Well, there this was guy. like, and then I was like, what about the dad who's like a manager? Of right, Mark, and then I was like, "But his build is not at all." The oh, you sus- you suspected the dad at some point. Well, I'm going through my scene. I'm like, hey, what was the fucking point of this like prologue scene? Right, yeah. someone from here has got to be it. And I thought that I suspected the dad, but he would have reason. But you're like, yeah, but the the physique is not. Yeah, it, it's that is a slender killer. Yeah, that is a very slender killer. It, he, it's definitely a dude. Yeah, do we know if Patrick Dempsey was playing the killer? I don't know, but. 
Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Because I would even say, like, his build is not... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they do a lot of close-ups on him. I don't really think we get a full, like, wide body shot of him a lot. Yeah. And also, like, he's wearing... He's usually wearing... His, like, bomber jacket. His bomber jacket, yeah. exactly. So, I don't know. I don't know how thin he is under that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, by the way, Patrick Dempsey... Is the killer. He's the killer. Exactly. Um, his, his motive is that at the Black Friday event, he his is. sister-in-law... Yeah. It's killed, but he loved he his loved, sister-in-law. Loved she was preggers with his he baby. Put a, he put a son in her. He did. He yeah. basted that turkey. Yep. Uh, and that's what sets it off. And he is going down the list one by one. Yep. And I will say, when the first, like, so, all right, so any of the kills that happened in, at the store, at the right mart, they didn't feel like super gruesome. They were kind of, you know, they were more comical. They were comic. The guy yeah. who like walks into the glass and slits his own throat. Yeah. Like, uh, the lady who gets the the, the sister in law who right. gets her hair caught in, the, caught in the thing and then it, like t- tears off part of her head. Yeah. Right? The the one guy who gets trampled by the mob. He just gets stomped. I don't think they even show any. Right. Is someone in the store? Do they fall on like broken glass and then does that like just cut them all up? I can't remember. Uh, it's the guy from. It's the guy who the door falls on. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the black dude Doug, I think yeah. is his name. Um, so like watching that, I I didn't know exactly how hard that they were going to go. Right for the rest but, of the movie. For the rest of the movie, yeah. and that first kill, yeah, sets you up. It's something. It's it's creative. So I know that you and I have very <laughs> very different ideas of what fun gore is because you you don't really love it. I enjoyed this gore though. That, yeah. Okay. So, like, the first kill is the the lady with the awful Boston accent. And you think it's going to be a drowning? Yeah. <laughs> and or you think it's going to have to do something with her, like being in the freezer, and yeah. then maybe like you get creative and you shatter her or something. Right. No, she just jumps into a dumpster, and then the lid <laughs> falls and like slides her in yeah. half, and it's so abrupt. Well, before that, though, I have to say, I enjoyed shoving her face in the... Like, okay, uh, I, I enjoyed the concept of, like, shoving someone's face in, like, the water. Talking about the sociopath them, over I know, here. Then putting them in the freezer door, like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> getting her caught. Yeah, but then the silliness of, like, you know, I, dumpster being the killer. I want to say the reason why they decided not to do that is because it's too reminiscent of Jason X. Uh, which I've never Where, seen. No, so uh, one of the most famous kills, like of all time, yeah. it's from Jason X. He takes a woman, dunks her head in um, liquid nitrogen, and then smashes. Oh, it shatters it. Yeah. And I feel like that's the reason why he didn't go. Let's do the Let's ice. Yeah, stick her in the freezer and then do that. Yeah. Um, but then it also leads you to like extending that scene a little bit longer, right. having her be chased, uh, go outside, and then have her. You know, be chased with the car, which leads to the payoff of the kill. Yeah, uh, and then it also then gives the killer a reason to still have the top half of the body, right? Because he starts to set him up, which I thought was a cool visual. Him having the dinner table, yeah, and then that be this like looming threat for all the people that he's going after. Yeah. Um, what's the next kill after this? Dude, I don't even remember to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, it's the cat guy. 
is the cat guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the security guard who runs away. Yeah. He goes into the house, and it's just this big cat, which, by the way, I found out. Oh, yes, I remember. I found yeah. out over the weekend that this cat is the same cat actor from the movie Pet Cemetery. It's a famous cat. It's yeah. a famous cat. It's a famous cat. Uh, and I laughed so hard when after he, he does this awful kill. Yeah. He turns and he sees the cat, and the cat is like, please feed me. And he feeds the kitty. He feeds the kitty. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Um, so that's our first two. And this is where, like, our high, a group of high schoolers start to kind of realize, like, we are, we are, we are we on are this invited list. invited to this dinner party. I was actually surprised by how, so, like, there's, the kills are there, but there's actually not necessarily, like, that many because after Cat Guy, and then Cheerleader, another guy. I believe those were the next kills. Right. But then it's just a whole group that are at the kill palace. Yeah. So right. we have the guy from Hanover, who is this weird, like... Fuck Hanover. Yeah, he's, he's weird. He's like your Chad. Yeah, uh, coach. No, but he feels like the guy who thinks he's in charge of the team. And okay. right. Because when he leaves... Everybody laughs at him. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, good form. Make sure you bend your elbow. <laughs> and you're like, all right, whatever you want, Lonnie. Yeah. And then he leaves, and they all just, like, break out laughing. Yeah. And it, I don't know if it was, like, built into the scene. But it to me, it just it felt very, like, breaking character because they just could not handle how handle silly, silly it was. Right. Um, but that leads into the scene, which is, like, the famous scene from the trailer, which is the trampoline. Yeah. Um. Which is... Which, to think about the production of that trailer, like, as just being a trailer before this movie came out, mm -hmm. and you're like, he just had this idea of, like, a fucking trampoline kill, and was like, where the fuck do I put this? this <laughs> Thanksgiving movie, I suppose. <laughs> which is, it's gotta be odd, right? Because like, when you make a trailer, you can, you don't have to worry about story. Right. You can just be like, fun set pieces, fun That's set it. pieces, yeah. and snippets, right? Yeah. And it's just like we got a cheerleader and a trampoline. Yeah, uh, she's got to do some work. hot stuff. Yep, and then she's got to get got. Yep, right. And by the way, kudos to Eli Roth for character growth. Yeah, there's a lot of nudity in that trailer. In that trailer, you got full, you know, full on, full on, right, nudie stuff. And the fact that he did not do that in the movie, which he could have, honestly. It's an R-rated movie. Yeah, you can you can get away with that. Yeah, and the fact that he didn't, yeah, honestly, good for him. Well, we've 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 evolved as a society. We're the species. Because if you watch any of his other movies, like he is not one to like be like, oh, this is too much. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, and, and so you know, good for him. I, or I think the movie kind of loses a little bit of steam is after that they gather everybody else. Right. They're at this like abandoned house. Uh, we do have a pretty tense scene where uh, Kathleen, who's uh, our main character, stepmom Jessica. Yeah. Uh, when she gets abducted. roasted, right? Yeah, she's getting abducted. And then I'm watching that scene, and it's a it's a long, it's basically it's creature like a turkey, right? Yeah. And I'm watching that, I'm like, where the fuck is everybody else? <laughs> They're so, all sitting around that table. Because you know she's like kind of a bitch stepmom, but like, yeah, it, it it lingers on her for like. Oh, wow. It does. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we do have a pretty solid um, scene at the parade, which, again, is from the trailer. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, I thought that scene was pretty cool, where they're trying to bait 
Made the killer out. Made the killer out. Yeah. Um, I think that one kind of solidifies um, Patrick Dempsey as the killer. As a killer. Because he's supposed to be there. He's just gone. Right. And and you're like, there is zero reason why. I think at that point it's clear you can see like, ah, oh, they, they have not been in the same room with each other. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, it, it's, it's the parade float and he throws like smoke bombs. Dress, all dressed as like a clown. Yeah, yeah. he decapitates a turkey. Yep. Uh, and this is where we get that really nasty shot of the, the bow of the ship coming yeah. through the back and just like coming through yeah. a guy's face and his little kids are like... I forgot about that. Um, great practical effects on that, by the way. And it yes. lingers on and you see like all the rubber. Um, but that's how, that's how they get kidnapped because they get kidnapped by... By the killer yeah. in the car. Yeah. Um, I like how there's just a random like Russian girl too. Yeah. Who gets killed with a corn in the ears. Yeah. Um, but like I said, like with the Kathleen kill, I thought that scene kind of goes on a little too long. I agree. It's very like I mean, it, it does a good job of like making that kill seem hella unpleasant. Yeah, like as I was like looking at the environment around her, I'm like, "Fuck, this would be excruciating." Being cooked alive, yeah, on the eleven, eleven, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it cannot feel good. Um, I think as far as like all the kills go, I feel like hers feels the meanest. Yes, which is something that Eli Roth has been, I don't want to say blamed for. A lot of his movies do come across as very mean spirited. I can see this movie. Is I can see people reading this movie as misogynistic. I for that scene. I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying I can see people making that argument for this, like... Interesting. For this scene. It's very degrading, like... What they do to her on the table afterwards is, is, like... It's fucked up. It's uh, fucked up. Yeah. Which, by the way, so when, so he does bake her in this oven. Right. But then when he goes to, like, set her on the table like a turkey... turkey yeah. My my whole thought process during that was, wait, when she was cooked already, does that mean that when you have to like put her in the shape of the turkey, then you have to like rebake her again to get that shape to stay? I was thinking oh, of like rope. a whole bunch of different yeah, logistics you just, here. You just use twine. Use twine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Then we so we we do get our two survivors yeah. of, of the core group plus the dad. The dad survives. Um. But we have Scuba or Scooby. Yeah. Uh, and Jessica survived. I thought yeah. it was Scuba. But fun fact about him, I thought he came like out of nowhere as like the second. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I had no. no <laughs> it's so odd. Because like you could have had the boyfriend be like the second lead. Yeah. You could have had the ex-boyfriend that be like the second guy, lead. Any other girl. The jock yeah. guy could have had some character growth. Yeah. But no, fucking Scooby comes in out of nowhere. First of all, he's got a weird body. There was something about that actor's like neck to shoulder ratio that I just found strange. I think of all of all these twenty year old teenagers, he's yeah. the only one to me that looked forty. Wait, we're forgetting something very important. Yeah. Okay. They get a gun. <laughs> From this character, who I would say like does not fit in I mean I get where they fit in plot wise. But there's this, like, 
character who like is throwing like parties where he's selling like underage alcohol. Yeah, eggs. he's like an adult. Yeah, who just hangs out with a bunch of teenagers. And he solely exists so that they can get a gun. A gun, like one one pistol. That's <laughs> it. And he, and I'm watching that. I'm like, and now that I saw this trailer, like for from the Grindhouse, I was like, this character just had to exist in a different concept that like. Eli Roth wasn't able to like do anything with yet. It just like fucking shoves him in this. Yeah, I, he does not yeah. fit into the movie. He does not. All. No, he does all. not fit in. But so much so that I literally forgot. <laughs> he's a weird character because he's just like a random like forty year old loser hanging out with a bunch of kids. He's got some intrigue, like those parties, like they look dope. They sell they sell tickets to the party. Uh, uh, it, it's such a weird choice. I I didn't. Mind him. The I character actually kind of grew on me a little bit. He at the did. End. He just doesn't fit in the movie. He seems like he's a kind of a chill guy yeah. at the end. What's the other jock friend? The one who plays football. Oh man, what is his name? When they cancel the game between Plymouth and Hanford. Oh, dude, no! I'm gonna go play. Uh, Bob, no, not Bobby. Holy shit! What is his name? Uh, Evan. Evan. He's like, I'm gonna go and play play the game, and then you can't play without the other team, <laughs> dumbass. Oh. Such a good line. Oh, absolutely. I, I did a full-on belly laugh yeah. with that. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, and that that's a weird thing. I think... He, he felt like he was out of bottoms. Yes. I mean, he felt pulled right yeah. out of bottoms. Yeah. And the thing, the thing about Eli Roth and his movies is there's something weirdly funny in his movies, mm-hmm. even though you're watching some of, like, the nastiest, weirdest yeah. shit. And it's these little, like, weird character beats that just kind of, I don't want to say lighten the mood, because how the hell do you lighten? Well, I think that's what kind of what we were, kind of the thing that works with this movie is the the point to which it takes itself seriously is, like, cranked to a certain level that's A, hard to describe, B, just like a lot of, not a lot of, like, other people do. Like, for example, like... Rewatch bottoms, you could tell that, like, right away, that this universe yeah. is completely but not no. real. This is not a serious place. And this universe here in this movie is not real, but it's also, like, kind of real, right? It's a, it's, it's a weird thread that works. Whatever the guy's name on. was Scuba. It was Scuba, yeah. It was Scuba. It was Scooby. And then they explained how he gets his name. And I was oh, like, I'm I don't, dumb. and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> What's your name? It's this. What's yeah. your first name? It's this. Yeah. Why do they call you Scuba? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. His name is just so stupid. Yeah. They give him a nickname, but it doesn't but make... It's for the joke. It's for the joke. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Um, they all... He almost gets away. The killer almost gets away by kind of framing the boy, the ex-boyfriend, right? Right. Um, which we find out, like, he did have him kidnapped, but then he, like, bonked him in the head. Yeah. Uh, and he ran into the building, which then the girl, like, said, oh, he's in there. Right. Um, and he is only caught because the girl finds the cell phone and also notices that he's got... He's got the dirt on his shoes. Yeah. It's, not, it's not even dirt. It's the, like, the little plants that stick to your pants. Oh, yeah. Because she had some on her feet. It made me wonder what that shot was for. When you see, there's a there's a shot of that. Yeah. yeah, 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 and, and I was it, like, this fucking barbed wire, and then <laughs> it's a good, it's a good payoff 
to him telling her, like, keep an eye on these, like, small details. Like, he yep. does say, like, keep an eye on the small details. It's what's going to help you catch him. Yeah. And it's kind of like... It, it's good that he's still technically a good detective. Yeah. Which does make him a very effective killer. But at the same time, him giving these these tips is what brings him down at the end. Well, there's that question about, like, you know, these types of sociopaths and psychopaths is, like, how many of them actually do, like, deep down want to get caught? That and, then, and how many of them think they're never going to get caught, so they're willing to? They're willing to kind of you know show you know their hand a bit to to liven the liven the chase. Yeah, know? I guess. Yeah. Um, but very very, I don't know, bold choice. Kind of just keep going after that scene at the cabin, after the scene at the thing. Because there's the chase scene outside. The chase scene outside, and now. You have this like fight yeah. at this like warehouse where they blow him up yeah. with a giant turkey full of like flammable gas. Yeah. Which I think is very funny. Do they it is very funny. I forget. When they were when the you know autopsy crew was coming out, were they did they make a comment like body was completely incinerated like we couldn't find like they go there was no body left everything was incinerated yeah so that's where i'm like it could potentially set you up you there. got set up here yeah. you got plenty of characters still alive yeah because you got the dad still alive obviously just and scooby yeah then now you also have like everybody else who helped right so like there is potential here and I just found out that this movie, so they just cast Patrick Dempsey and Addison Ray, mm-hmm. who is like, uh, she was one of the friends, so their name is Gabby, um, who is, um, oh, that friend survived too. Gabby survives too. The, the girlfriends in here are too hard to tell apart. They're all like your they basic all, white girl. They all look the same. They do. Yeah. Um, There's not even a token blonde one. There's... Uh, I guess I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, like those two were like the first characters cast, and it was in February. Oh wow! So they cast in February, shot in March. So they got this shit. Like, this shit done, lickety split. Yeah, and that is including an actor strike in the middle of this. Well, here's the thing: I didn't know about this movie. I feel like until recently, and I was like, "Oh, when the fuck is this coming out next year?" And I was like, "Oh shit! Like, oh, it's here. It's out today." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I, I don't know. I think if they really want to make this, like, if they want to make this into a new, like, Saw-like franchise, yeah. where you can get a new installment every year or every two years, like, they could do it. Um, I don't know that they should. I don't know that I want them to. I don't, I don't want them to. I would be okay with a sequel. I would want closure on, like, for sure, is this guy dead or not? Oh. I, I feel like leaving it open-ended will always leave you with that possibility. I don't even need that. Like, I think I gave this movie three stars. I could go three, three and a half. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it, like, it's fitting for Thanksgiving. I feel like Thanksgiving's a great holiday because, like, its ceiling isn't really that high, but it's, like, very easy <laughs> to, like, to meet that ceiling, right? In this movie, I'm like, ah, I feel like it did. I feel like it did what it could do. Fair, <laughs> like, but, like, I also, I don't know, I feel like Every holiday has gotten like its fair share of like horror movies now. Yeah. Um. As far, all right, so Halloween has a lot. Christmas yeah. has a lot. Yeah. 
Thanksgiving really only has this and that awful Thanksgiving movie with the evil turkey who like just goes like Nice dance, bitch. I have not seen that movie. Oh, I think you know I think we need I more Thanksgiving media it. in general. I hate to say it, but I think you would really like Thanksgiving. Would I? I think you would. Yeah. This turkey strikes me as very much a Crazy Nights Adam Sandler vibe. Hey, man. You recommend one movie. <laughs> but I feel like that's the vibe. I don't know. And you know, I'm honestly surprised. If this movie had come out 10 years ago, yeah, it would have gotten shit on by critics. Oh, for sure. And the fact that this movie is rated as high as it is yeah. is kind of insane to me. Well, critics aren't like Roger Ebert anymore. I mean, those people still exist. Not Roger Ebert. He's dead. <laughs> but like, you know, the ones you write for like the, the Tribune still exist. But like critics now, by and large, are like fucking people our age. Yeah. Like we've got Twitter accounts. Fair. Yeah. But I, I think that's kind of good though because I think this movie, yeah. even though, yes, I know a lot of people would have wanted this to come out, you know, 16 years ago. I think it's for the better that it took this long. Yeah. I I only would like to see it do better at the box office. And honestly, I don't know, after Thanksgiving itself, I don't know how much leg is going to have here. No. Um, but who knows? I think maybe having the week of Thanksgiving would help. Napoleon's coming out this week, right? Yeah, but that's that's a completely different niche. I it feel. is. But I feel like I feel like the people... I mean, when we went to see the movie, like there was like... There was, there was a surprising amount of people in that. I feel like the people who wanted to see that movie and who would like that kind of movie saw and the movie. for peasant seats. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Because, like, I think it's also, like, something about content programming. Because, like, you could go with, like, the whole family to see a movie in the theater and you can be like, all right, the kids are going to go watch Wish. Right. The dads are going to go watch Napoleon. Yeah. What are the cool teens going to do? They're going to watch Thanksgiving. they watch Thanksgiving. Perhaps. So maybe, I don't think it, and that also doesn't need to. It's only got $15 million budget. Yeah. So probably, probably pretty pretty close to being even. It's funny, we're about to review another movie, which I think is significantly worse than this movie. Yeah. But on paper, that movie should have been the one to be in theaters. Yeah. And I got some yeah. thoughts. I got some thoughts about the next movie. So, speaking of which, we are going to go ahead and uh, wrap up here. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching the movie, or for listening to our show. Hopefully you watch the movie. Hopefully you watch the movie, and hopefully you stick around for uh, today's holiday-themed question. Ooh. Which is? That's true. I forgot. This is a holiday. Yeah. As someone who knows nothing about football. Oh. Well, you don't know nothing about football, but, like, you know, it's not your thing. Yeah, yeah. So, every year, the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys play a Thanksgiving Day game. Every right. year. Those two teams. And then other teams. But Why those, those two? That's the question. You could pick other cities, right, that you think the world should just, like, turn their attention to on Thanksgiving every other year instead of Detroit and Dallas. Who do you think it should be? Not the teams, per se. That is so weird. Yeah, Why did like, broke-ass Detroit, Republican-ass Texas? <laughs> Pick somewhere else. Ah. Even if they don't have any whole teams. What is what is a team from New England that is not the fucking Patriots? The Patriots. That's it. That's it? Yeah. That's yeah. nothing else? Yeah. So we got the Patriots and who else? Um, um well, let's go 
Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do we need to see Seattle on Thanksgiving? I just feel like, I don't know, when I think of, it's the closest I guess I get to get, like, you know, that side over there. Yeah. Kind of. Other side of the country. Other side of the country. You know, encompass the whole thing, which I think, you know, Dallas, Detroit, top and bottom. Yeah. You know, top side to side. Yeah, so, top bottom, know, side to side. I like that. So I won't answer that question, but I'll say my idea. My idea is you take the team who lost their Thanksgiving game. And as punishment, you make them play in the next Thanksgiving game the following year. Because people are like, it's unfair that the Detroit Lions every year have to play in Thanksgiving. Like, these fucking players are on this team. Oh, boo-hoo. They're only making millions of dollars to play on Thanksgiving. All I'm saying is, I think that would be great. The the incentive to do extra well on the Thanksgiving game to not not fucking have to play on Thanksgiving next year. So wait, so hold on. So you're saying... So you have two games. Let's. Say. How many games do you have? Three. On? Three games. Three. And it's, uh, it's Detroit is in one. Dallas is in another. And oh, then, yes. So it, they don't play against each other. Play, no, no, no. Oh, no. And then there's a third game, prime time, right? I say you take those three games. The loser. The loser from each one has to play again next year oh. on Thanksgiving. Damn, that's yeah. that's good. That's good. That's Thank good. You. That's Thank good. Thank you. My question, friend. Oh. All right. Well. That's worth sticking around for. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, thank you again for listening. Please yeah. remember to share. Uh. We are. You know. I'm pretty sure it's not just us because I haven't listened to a lot of our new episodes because I'm a little behind. Yeah. But we're still getting some views, some listens, so that's good. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining thank us. Fans. Uh. Share with your friends. Yeah. That's that's our, that's your Christmas present to us. Yes. Uh. Spread the word of of Thanksgiving. Spread the word. Spread the word spread of the Christmas. Wealth. Spread the love. Spread the turkey legs. Uh, oh. <laughs> We will be back with another episode uh, very soon. Until then. Until then. He has been Javier. He has been Thano. And this has been the Cinescoops Movie Show. Bye. Bye. Oh, oh, oh.